One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Promania 500. This is the podcast where I do all the work and then Alex gets the giggles. <laughs> There's a place where you can stay when the world gets too insane. here yeah we're ready for it we made it it's another episode yeah and we're this is our penultimate before the holiday paternity maternity end of year season finale whatever we're gonna call it take a little three-week breaky yeah and i just like to remind people about that i know i know well yeah and that's what you know just to remind everybody we're going to be, December 3rd is going to be our last live episode of the year. Mm-hmm. We are then going to be, uh, have a kid. Deep in the Christmas. And it was Christmas and also a child. Um, uh, It's like I know both are happening. Yeah, either I'm way. I'm prioritizing one of them over the other. Okay, uh, which is weird. <laughs> it's weird that you would pick the Christ child over the baby child. Oh, not like the religious parts. I'm talking about the cookies. I'm talking yeah. about uh, decorating. Yeah. I'm talking about watching the Muppet Christmas Carol on repeat. Yeah, all those things are going to be happening. Yeah, and I'm going to have a baby. Yeah, and we're going to have a baby, so we're not going to be recording. We have, as we've said repeatedly, we have recorded some episodes that are in the can with very special guests, Mm -hmm. all of which I can't wait for you guys to hear. Yeah. They were all amazing episodes. They were so much fun. Yeah. And those will be starting in January. But for right now, we have two episodes left. Today, you have a topic. Yep. And then next week, I will have a topic. Yep. And then we're going to forget how to do this for a while. 
I, yeah, I don't think we're going to forget. It's only like three weeks, right? It's just going to feel like a long time. Oh, three okay. weeks. The way the internet works, three oh, weeks is three a lifetime. Weeks. Do you remember what happened three weeks ago on the internet? No. Tell me what was trending three weeks ago I on TikTok. Just, I just realized quite recently yep. that the, the, the submarine, yep. five months ago. That's crazy. The billionaire sub was five months ago. And since that moment, I'm like, time doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> Like time doesn't matter. Oh, we should make like a. Do you know that we should make a billionaire uh, submarine um, Christmas tree ornament, yeah. and we'll use like an old toilet paper roll because <laughs> it's all the tubes. I like that. Um, <laughs> do you know that I recently found out Uptown Funk? Yeah, uh, came out. I think it was like around ten years ago. It's been like a decade of Uptown Funk. Don't ever tell me that again. It's been a while. How dare I remember when that song came out? Uh, Gungam style. Yeah. Don't even want to know. I don't want to know. You don't want to know. That didn't affect my dancing at weddings as much. Now, on the last episode, I did make a little boo boo. What was it? And I threw out something a little early that I usually don't want to throw out that early. What is that? Uh, which is that we have a stretch goal oh. for our Patreons. Oh, the la- you actually did it on the book club episode. Yeah, on the book club episode mm-hmm. um, that we just did for mm-hmm. thanksgiving it's a special edition very crazy cannibal book that you <laughs> read at me yeah and uh, i said that we have a stretch goal because so many people said we loved how much you read the horny fairy book mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what do we have to do to get you to read book two of the horny fairy book yeah. where apparently soup <laughs> is ruined i don't know what that means and it I, a lot of people me. keep saying like you don't want to know what they do to soup but what I could need you possibly you to know. do to soup i can think of some things i don't want it's but, definitely not soup for the family no oh no the soup for my family yeah the soup for my family i made soup this week i made chili you did this chili is a soup right um, just, i feel like it's on it's a soup uh people who do it wrong it's a soup oh wow I feel like chili is chunkier than that. I feel like there's more things in chili. It's almost to- like a stew. I will give it stew. I'll give chili a stew, but I will not call chili a soup. Okay. But I feel soup- like it's on the soup menu, though. If you go to a restaurant, it's going to be under soup. But here's the thing. If using the soup for my family reference, mm-hmm. I feel like that's more liquid than that has actual base. Because I feel like if you're using soup for your family, yeah, uh, that to get the heft for it, yeah. you want it to be mostly water in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a Campbell's. Well, you're not going to use a Progresso. You're not going to use a Chicorini. No, absolutely not. No, you're going to use the 50 cent. Actually, honestly, like a can of corn makes a lot more sense. Corn for my family. Corn for my family. Okay, that means something different oh, no, online. They can't use family corn is very oh, weird. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Did you watch the Macy's Day Parade? I mean, I watched it with you a little bit. A little bit. But yeah, there they had a whole corn thing. There was a corn thing? There was a whole like three minute corn thing. Weird. There's like a corn musical. What? But not corn with a K. Because that would make that sense. That would be really funny, actually. Yeah, if I'd you went and saw musical. Freak on a Leash, the corn musical, <laughs> I would 100% go see that. I'd go see that, too. Just to hear right someone Right after would, Mean Girls. Well, just to hear, see somebody with Broadway vocals, because remember when we saw, what was the one, Rock of Ages? Yeah. You took me to see Rock of Ages, yeah. and the one thing I didn't like about it <gasps> was Broadway stars sing in a different way. In a very specific way. Than a rocker. Like, a rocker sings in a way to blow out the vocals. They know they only get about 10, maybe 15 years out of it. They aren't doing it. But Broadway people are singing in a way to sing three to four times a day. Yeah. They're trying to save that voice. Uh-uh, not me. Burn out live in front of me. That's what I want my musicians to do as they sing. So when somebody is singing a Rock of Ages song, and I feel like it's going to be the same way with Corn. I feel like when somebody is getting up there singing some classic music from Corn. Yeah. Okay, you but know? there is no corn musical with a K. No, no, it's corn. It's a musical about corn. I don't even understand. I think it's Nebraska. I don't know. But anyway, there was a whole thing where they were holding up like ears, uh, ears of corn, and like one guy like did like a jerk off with it. It was weird. What? Listen, 
I just saw clips of it. I didn't watch the whole fucking oh, thing. Oh, I was like, okay, wow. There was times I was like, I had it on. I put it on because I was like, let me see this stupid thing. I watch it every year. And every year you're like, why do you watch this? I'm like, so I can get mad at it. Oh, yeah. You do like making yourself upset. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So anyway. What was I doing? You were making deviled eggs. Oh, yeah. And then I took a nap. Yeah. You were running around and you were getting last minute stuff before we took stuff over to your parents. Mm-hmm. Because we needed fresca. Yes, we did need fresca. People, it, people that know, no, you need like Thanksgiving. You need a fresca. Well, here's the thing, and this has become clear to me mm. over the years, which is that um, my mom's from the south, mm-hmm. and she believes everyone in the north does Thanksgiving wrong. Okay, because in her world, mm-hmm. nobody brings anything. You come yeah. to Thanksgiving. Everything is being provided for the guests. That's yeah. the whole idea. Is it's Thanksgiving, but in the northeast. Mm-hmm. In the greater Northeast, and this is literally from Maine, I feel like all the way out to like Ohio, going down to maybe to like almost about the Maryland area. Yeah. It's a potluck. Yeah. Everybody brings a couple things. It's all the people coming Everybody's together. Everybody's got their thing. Yeah, but my mom is not that way. Yeah, I know. And so I'm still getting I know, stuff. because the first time we ever went to Thanksgiving at your house, I showed up with the deviled eggs. Yeah, and everyone was really mad at and you. And I was like... But this is my thing. Yeah. And this then, is my thing. And then we had their deviled eggs. And then they and had then your happened? deviled egg. And, and now you happened? bring the deviled eggs. <laughs> then we bring the deviled eggs. Oh, uh, we went to a thing a couple <laughs> months ago where someone else made the deviled eggs. And I almost I almost divorced my own family. Yeah, it was bad. It was so bad. I don't know, I don't know why they were powdery. I don't understand. It was the worst deviled egg I've ever had in my life. But I'm not talking about your deviled eggs. <laughs> no, not mine. No, no, no. I'm talking about the people who raised me's deviled eggs. <laughs> they don't know how to make them. No. And I've realized, like, I, there were certain foods I thought I hated, and it turned out they just didn't know how to make. Yeah. Um, Brussels yeah. sprouts was high on that list. Well, they changed Brussels sprouts. No. Anyway, they, okay. listen, we're on a whole thing. Well, the stretch goal is... Oh, right. Akatar. Is, yes. The second I, book. If you guys want me to read the second Horny Fairy book, we need to reach 750 Patreons. Yeah. We are currently at about 500 plus, which is what reached the first one. Uh, so if we're going to keep down the Horny Fairy book, we want more people yeah. to sign on I up. saw an amazing comment on our Patreon. Somebody said that they're going to start uh, getting people into their downline just so that they can, like forcing their friends and family to listen to the podcast so they can get them to sign up to be a Patreon. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think it's a great plan. And that also <laughs> that also is going to lead to some changes in these Patreon tiers <laughs> because I said that's regional manager and you said they don't call them regional managers. Oh they yeah, no, them, I looked it up. I looked it, up a different, I don't know. I don't have it. It was market something, right? When the market a market man, leader. Market leader. Market leader. Yeah, market leader. Yeah. That might be a new tier. Because, Who knows? Uh, yeah, I looked it up under the Monet, Monat, Mon- I don't know how to say it. It's the hair MLM. They okay. sell shampoo. Yeah. And then they got sued because people's hair kept falling out. Oh, yeah. Hair, nothing like a hair pyramid scheme. Which, by the way, you still want me to start. But we'll get into that after we greet some of our new team leaders. Hey, y'all. Let's meet our team leaders. All right, so we have about 12 this week. Let's go. Baba to bebop, that feels pretty good. Yep. Uh, up first, we have Broken Carrot. Hey, hon. After that, we have It's Bratina Betch. <laughs> hey, hon. And they have a lot of, I like you can it. see a lot of hearts. I love it. And emojis and other fun things that it's are floating, floating around bitch. there. I, I love it. Uh, so much. And then what the did page, you do? The page crashed, and oh. I just had to go fix something really fast. So let me get back to these. But it's Bertina bitch is amazing. I've also seen them actually already commenting on stuff. Okay. And just so you guys know, we don't always read all the comments on Patreon, but we see them. Yeah. And sometimes we're giggling to each other about them. But you know, that's just how it goes. After that, we have Moogs. Moogs, hey hon. Please read Akamoff. 
Oh, that must be the second that's one. That's the second that's one. That's the second yeah, one. Yeah, that's the second book. After that, we have Michael Brooks. Hey, Mike. After Mike, we have Mia. Hey, Mia. After Mia, we got a long one. Okay. Allison, the transgender bisexual mermaid hunter. Hey, Allison. That's hey, an hun. amazing name. Listen, she liked that book. I have recently, we've recently been having like talks about changing some small things here on the show. Mm-hmm. One of which being the mermaid that's on the, that's like our current show image. Yeah. It's a merman, actually. Yeah, it's merman. And uh, when we were talking to someone about it, like, why is there a merman there? And we we're like, it's deep lore. Deep lore. You got to go back. You listen to book clubs. After that, we have B. <laughs> After that, we have Jamie Klinger. Hey, hon. After that, we have Horny Elf. Hey, hon. We they, know why you're here. Yeah. We know why you're here, you little freak. <laughs> uh, after that, see, this is, this is and the, here's the thing. When, when we said the stretch goal uh, on the, the recent book club episode, book club episode mm-hmm. uh, there was actually a, a mess up with the recording. And then yeah. I was like, then you actually asked me like a couple hours later, like, did we say it on that recording? Or was it on the prior one when we were fixing it? Yeah. And I was like, I think it was on it. This is how we knew. When we saw this Patreon name came in, yeah. we knew instantly, like, oh, we definitely announced the stretch goal. <laughs> yeah. We don't need to listen back. I, I was like, guess what? Guess who's going to have to buy that book? Yep. Because he has to buy them so he can put notes in them because he can't return them to the library. This Patreon, here, underscore two, underscore reach, underscore 750, underscore four, underscore horny, underscore fairy book. Underscore number two. Let's go. Hey, hon. Yeah, that's a that's a long one. I love it. All the underscores so too. So many. They definitely have been listening for a while to know to get me on that <laughs> one. Uh, this next one. Yeah. Listening to you at work makes me hate my job less. Oh, that's the best compliment we could ever hear. Yeah, honestly. honestly yeah. That's the only reason we do this. Yeah. Somebody would be like, oh, you know, I named my baby after you. No. No. You make me hate my job a little less. A little less. Just a little. Not Listen, a lot. I just want people to feel a little bit better at work. I just want them to feel seen. <laughs> um, we have another long one. I'm oh, waiting good. for it to load because I want to get the whole name. All right. Okay. I'm underscore tired underscore of underscore all underscore these underscore blue underscore Nile underscore ads. Hey, hon. I don't know what blue Nile is. I don't know is. what blue Nile is either. I got to look it up. Hold on. Do you want me to use my computer? Now it's a, so slow. Yeah, you might as well. I'm going to get a new computer this week. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go out with your brother, who is an IT professional, and we're going to pick out a better computer. Blue Nile. It's saying diamond jewelry? Oh, uh, you know what? They're probably getting that as one of the programmatic ads if they aren't a uh, Patreon. Yeah. But once you are a Patreon, you can both listen to us ad-free through the Patreon app, mm-hmm. or you can actually go, there's a download link, I think, on Patreon that people can find. Mm-hmm. That they can then uh, get those through the apps they usually listen to. So through Spotify, uh, through Apple Podcasts, through Google Podcasts, all those different things. If you are a Patreon member, there is a way to actually listen to them through those apps. This Blue Nile, this is expensive shit, dude. Well, apparently they're. Put, I found they're, this diamond hoop earrings, seven thousand dollars. Why are they on and our that's podcast? On the, that's a that's on the Black Friday sale oh situation going on. Well, who are they? I don't know. I don't like them. I'm tired of their ads, too. <laughs> yeah. Solidarity. Don't listen to Blue Nile ads. This is very expensive. So that was our Hey Huns. Uh, we're taking that break. We did mention that earlier. Yes. Uh, so we're excited for that. This has been the beginning of the episode. We are. <laughs> we literally had a meeting, and they were if people we were talking to was like, you have to make your intros shorter. <laughs> this, is How are we doing? Our, this is one of our longest intros in history. Yeah. 
We're just, doing great. We're doing terrible <laughs> when it comes to following any direction. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. And I love you. I love you too. Let me go. Let's let's break all the rules. Okay. <laughs> Come my hand. Okay. You want to go to a commercial break for our listeners who aren't Patreons? <laughs> yeah, we have to. <laughs> Let's go hit that. And when we come back, you're going to tell me about what? Um, Burt's Bees. Burt's Bees? Yeah. Burt's Bees what? I'm going to tell you about Burt. Burt? Yeah. From Burt's Bees? That's what I'm saying. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Pearlmania, And we're back. So, Mrs. P. Yep. You did some research this week. Yeah. On Burt's beeswax. No. So, here's what happened. Okay. Okay. So, when you're pregnant, yeah. um, there's a lot of stuff that goes on. Yeah, I noticed. That nobody tells you about. Like what? Until it's too late. Name one. I don't want to. I don't want to talk about it here. Because <laughs> that's why nobody ever they does. Nobody wants to know about things that are happening. They're, okay. they're terrible things that okay. no one tells you until it's too late. Yeah. And they go, oh, yeah, by the way, this terrible things gonna happen to you and you need to prepare yourself so i've been preparing myself you know who has been preparing us who? that crazy lady what are you talking about in the in the what to expect app oh yeah she's we've like never a... really talked about that but for those of you guys who don't know there's an app out there called like what to expect yeah and each week every uh-huh. sunday mm-hmm. we watch the video of like this week this is what to expect this is what yeah. your baby's going through this, this is what your body is... and she's very cheery yeah. but she then proceeds to be like yeah you know your baby's grown hair <laughs> Also, uh, your colon is shrunk to the size, and now you can only rabbit shit. And you're like, "What?" <laughs> she, She'd be like, "Hey, you might have, they, you might they, be diabetic now." Basically, she projects what's going to happen in the week ahead to you. Yeah, and, but what's she's most always common? projecting the worst case scenario for the parent because yeah. it's just like she's like the baby is uh, opening their eyes and they can see light if you were to put a flashlight to your tummy. Isn't that great? Also, by the way, you're not going to be able to feel your arms anymore. (laughs) You're just like, what the fuck? This week, both sections of the baby's brain have finally separated to two separate hemispheres, creating a personality. Yeah. Also, your credit score will plummet. (laughs) You're like, what the fuck? She's psychotic. But also she's using very specific language, right? Because uh, there's a few things in there. Is one, she's... She does mention like if you're having a boy this, if you're having a girl this. Yeah. But it's she really tries to keep it non-gendered because she's trying to reach the biggest audience. Yeah. But she also knows that there's a lot of single moms out there. Mm-hmm. So she's never talking about like a partner. She's just like, moms, and this is what you're going through. And meanwhile, <laughs> I'm sitting next to you just like, this is horrific. <laughs> it's horrible. I would not listen. Uh, we would have gone... 
that that weekend would have been a lot different all them months ago if I knew you were go through this. Um. Anyway, so yeah. because of that, I have been ordering many uh, lotions. A lot of lotions for different things. Yep. You need different lotions for different things. I'm not going to get into it, but one of the lotions uh, that I was looking at is uh, nipple creams. And everybody is talking on the internet. It's like, which ones are the best nipple creams? Everybody has big opinions about nipple creams. Okay. I and see? I feel like it's weird that you were like, I'm like, okay, well, I guess you definitely, when you're like, I don't want to get into what these lotions are. I'm like, you don't want to talk about her nipple cream. <laughs> and then you're like, nipple creams. I'm like, what lotion is left that isn't weird to talk about? <laughs> well, anyway, so when I was looking up nipple creams. Uh, <laughs> Stop saying it. No. Just say creams. No. Um, Creamy but, dreamy. Burt's Bees kept coming up and like they're like a well-known maker right yeah and then i was reading because again i'm reading all these reviews about everything now because i read too many reviews about everything i purchased at this point um and i started reading an article about bert from bert's bees yeah. and then i got sucked into a hole about bert's bees and now i need to tell you, you about you went down I a learned. beehole i went down to beehive okay and i there are some bees that do holes in the ground yeah, they're scary. They're the scary kind. Yeah, yeah. You what don't are, want to step on those kind. Yeah, what are they called? Are they like land bees? I don't know, but they're the ones that if you step on them, their hive, they get real mad at you. What's and, your least favorite bee? I don't... What? A spelling bee. <laughs> I was going to say carpenter <laughs> bees, but no, all right. No, they're fine. I hate carpenter. We have a fence, and they know, keep destroying fine. it. Whatever. All right. Okay. You're not the one who deals with them. Okay, wow. Um. So... Yeah, I fell down this hole researching Burt's Bees because then I just started researching the man himself, yeah. not the different ointments and waxes he makes. So I I wanted to tell you all the things I learned about him. Okay, all the things about Burt Bees. Yeah. So we need to be interested. Uh, real quick. Go ahead. Can I hit this button? What is it? You know the one. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. And that's a no Nazi guarantee. I'm very excited yeah. because it... Burt's Beeswax feels like a thing where there should be Nazis, no. right? Because it's like holistic. Like Burt's Bees originally was being sold as like kind of like this non-GMO. Yep. It's natural beeswax, mm -hmm. natural, natural. It has a main component to it. Yep. And whenever I think main because of Dana Carvey, I always think of Nazis. Okay. Uh, they had a sketch called Main Nazis and it's Stephen Colbert. Okay. And was it Steve Carell or somebody else? But it was on the David Spade show. Not David Spade. Dana Carvey show, which okay. was on ABC. And it's these two, one of them is Steve Carell and another guy, and they're skinheads Okay. in Maine, and they're just whittling stuff while sitting on a porch in Maine with thick Maine accents, mm -hmm. like complaining about what Nazis complain about. Okay. So for me, even though most Nazis live in Idaho, mm -hmm. in my head, Maine still has like enough of a Nazi population that that's funny. So I'm going to read this first sentence. Okay. Ingram Berg Shavitz was born to a Jewish family and raised in Great Neck, New York, which is Long Island. Okay, so yeah, that definitely <laughs> works. Okay. Ingram Berg Shavitz, he changed his name to Bert um, in 1953 after he finished high school uh, because he wanted to... Okay, basically, Bert Ingram, uh, he was like a beatnik, Okay. Okay. He's like a hippy dippy beatnik kind of guy. Yeah. And he decides after he leaves high school that he's going to move to New York City. He's going to go to Manhattan. Okay. And he's going to follow his dreams of being a photographer. Okay. And he was. He uh, 
did all this photography. Also, he like joined the military for a minute. I couldn't find anything about his service other than he joined the army. Then he was no longer in the army. Yeah. So I don't know if like he popped in and out or did it he say got, what year he joined the army. It would have been right after high school. So like 54. Okay. So it, there's that edge of like the Korean War. Yeah. You have the edge of that there. But there, oh, there was this weird period in like from the late 40s into the 50s where people were still coming in and out of the military because of how many people we had stationed in Europe and in Japan. So there was like a big need for it. And so a lot of people did military service back then. Yeah. That did not actually mean they did combat or anything else. Yeah. Or he could have just stayed in Iowa. Yeah, I just think Iowa. No, you know, I mean, like they stay on a base and like they just oh, work there. Yeah. He's the guy who peels potatoes or they always need a barber. Like there's yeah. all these roles in the military that do not involve shooting people or being in active combat situations. Yeah, yeah. We just I don't just think couldn't about find any anything about his military service other than it existed and then it didn't he just went he probably was just in there for a gi bill for a minute um and so but he did move to manhattan and he took many photographs um and he did become um like an actual photographer he would he has famous pictures of african-american muslim rallies and the bowery drug dealers are his most i guess iconic images he took okay um and they appeared in time and life magazines Oh, wow. So, you know, he was doing all of this, um, traveling in New York in his 20s, having the time of his life. However, in the 70s, in 1970, one day he realized he fucking hated living in New York. I get that. (laughs) And, quote, he didn't want to grow old in a dingy apartment (laughs) and decided to pack up and head to the country. And that's how he ended up in Maine. Okay. So, again, I think he was like, like... Based on like the images I was looking at, he was like that 60s, 70s beatnik, like very much of that, you know, black turtleneck, snappy snap vibe Yeah. while he was in New York. And then when he kind of went to Maine, he became what they would call like a peacenik. So like yeah, yeah, the yeah. hippy dippy beatnik. Well, when you look at an image of him that's on any of the cans or the mm-hmm. tubes, like you see Bert, he's got that floppy 70s hat on. Yeah. He's got the big hair. He has the bushiest beard possible. You're just describing yourself right now. Okay, yeah. I mean, he's a handsome man who deserves <laughs> a lot of kisses. So he moves up to Maine and I literally wrote a note. He grows out his hair and beard because he, he was like kind of like a clean shaven guy for a bit there. But then once he got to Maine and he was living his best like a hippy dippy life yeah he just like let it grow he was like whatever let it grow Um, let it grow and so here's the thing is he in the thing is there's his story and what is said on like the Burt's Bees websites and then there's maybe the truth right so there's there's always going to be a parallel for information yeah so it his story he's like i'm going to maine and i'm gonna start like a chill lifestyle and like live off the land however he does he didn't put on the you know the marketing materials that he actually inherited a ton of money from his grandfather oh and so when he got this inheritance that's when he moved to maine so i feel like he was just like bet like, we're done. We're going to Maine. We're chilling. We got this money. Which is how he could work as a photographer, probably, as well. Yeah. Because, like, I'm looking. I finally was. It took me a minute to mm-hmm. find his photos on Google Images. Yeah. I finally typed in Bert Shabbat's photos. Yeah. Which still will show you photos of Bert Shabbat's. Yeah. Um, but some of them are, are pretty good. Yeah. But, like, these, you know, it's, uh, here's one of the Statue of Liberty with, like, trash in front of it. Yeah. And, and seagulls from, like, a trash barge. 
uh, things like this. But it's like, you know, rallies. There's one of Malcolm X. There's all these different paintings. But like a lot of these, like they're good photos. But I don't, I don't feel like at the time there was a lot of newspapers clamoring for these. Yeah. Like I'm trying to think of the sale point for these of who would end up buying a lot of them. Well, it was time and life. Yeah, I know. But I'm saying like he's not going to get a ton from that. Yeah. Because the images that are coming up are of a very specific thing. So he gets the money from his grandpa. He moves to Maine and he buys a 400 square foot turkey coop. Okay. Mm-hmm. No running water or electricity. Okay. And that's where he moves into. He moves into a 400 square foot turkey coop. And if you look it up, since you're Googling things. Yeah, I'm looking at the You images. can find it. It is a, a, a piece of icon. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's, that's the it. turkey coop yeah. he lived in. There's a picture of him sitting in front of it. Um, yep. It does look like, it looks like a tiny, tiny house from the tiny house. Yeah. Uh, it shows. does look like tiny house from HGTV. Yep. But that is a turkey coop that he renovated. And again, didn't have running water electric. Just like a tiny house on HGTV. Yeah. Okay. Hey, I think those people, they have millions of dollars to spend on tiny homes. Yeah. We don't watch HTV. No. TV. But it's every, on the waiting room. But every now and then we'll see one. I'm always like, fuck you. I just <laughs> scream at them. Remember, we were watching one. But they and, had three kids and a dog. Yeah. There was like, no, I was thinking of the one. It was like, there was a, the lady was pregnant and it was a loft style bed with a ladder. Yeah. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Danger. And she one. was like, I love it. And I was like, this is crazy. I saw one. Because so it's one thing you don't think about with the loft style beds like that. Yeah. Is waking up and like sitting up like you can't. No, you have to and roll. Because because of the way it's designed, mm -hmm. it's like crazy. And like I never really thought about it until I saw a TikTok from somebody who had a loft style bed like that. Yeah. And then they just showed getting out of it. It was it's a nightmare. I used and to I have an apartment back in the day that had a loft style bed like that. Where the ceiling was like kind of low. Yeah. It was like I only had like maybe three feet above my head. It's, it's, it was like sleeping in one of those like Japanese little thingies. Yeah. One of the pill, the 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 pill hotel. Yeah. Like deals. those things. But you just come in sideways. Cubby hotel. And I think for the first month I lived there, I definitely hit my head every day. Yeah. I think I would have. I think I would. <laughs> I don't think I could do it. And also, you couldn't like uh, it feels, close have company. Yeah, <laughs> it's like this. Yeah, not conducive. You to have company. one position, <laughs> side saddle. All right. So anyway, back to Burt's bees. Back to Burt's bees. After we talk about loft sex. <laughs> How do we That's get when here? you go to the Antler Loft and you buy a sexy cardigan, yeah. and then you have sex in it. All right. So he's living um, in a turkey coop. So this, I put in italics for myself. This is a quote. One day, while gathering firewood, Shavitz came across a fence post surrounded by a swarm of bees. He'd previously been gifted an empty beehive, so the encounter was, as he put it, an act of God. From there, Shavitz would cultivate several other hives, foster the honey and wax, and, well, the rest is history. I'm, I feel like there's missing a couple that steps there. That is a quote from the Burt's Bees like yeah, yeah, story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he comes across bees. Yada, 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 billion dollars. Yeah. <laughs> That's he, how they basically... He, he, he said he came across bees. Someone had just gifted him an empty be beehive. Um, what more likely happened is, you know, he had the finances. He started, you know, building beehives. Um, one thing that I did find was true was he, like he did start having multiple beehives that he was caring for and he, they kept getting robbed. People kept stealing from them. So I don't know if they were stealing bees or stealing honey. Or did he start, is he at war with Winnie the Pooh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, bird up there. Uh, my thought process is this, is my first thought is that he, 
one, he's a lonely old man living in a turkey coop. Yeah. Right? Because mm-hmm. there's no wife, no kids, right? He's not old at this point. He's not old. Okay. So he's alone. In my head, he's eternally old. I know. He's, so we got to remember, he's, he's sort of young now. He's like kind of what, like late 30s? Yeah. Okay. So maybe he's just like up there and he's just like, I need, I'm just so lonely. And then he finds some bees. He's like, yeah. my bees. And then like some teens show up and they're skateboarding or something. They're just, they're being loud. They're teens. <laughs> And then his next thought is just like, how do I keep the teens away? And then the teens are like, oh, no, bees. He's like, the bees are my friends. The only people I have are bees. This and then he starts like a collect- horror movie. Yeah, no, but maybe he's just like the old man from Home Alone, right? He's mm. just lonely. Got it. And he seems dangerous. But in reality, he's really nice to bees. So I thought this was funny because people had um, stolen some of the bees or honey or something. Somehow he was robbed or about the bees. So he started marking all of his beehives in paint and he would write Bert's bees on the side of the beehives okay which is where the name actually came from okay because he would just write his name really big on the side of the beehives Bert's bees yeah yeah yeah. um and so he did end up developing a reputation among the locals because he was selling gallons of honey out of his truck so he would like get all the honey put it into little jars and gallons whatever and then he would just drive into the main areas and sell honey out of his truck. So here's, okay. Okay. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. You're describing a lunatic. <laughs> but also in my head, there is a different world here. Yeah. Where Burt's Bees and the Pickle Man are the same dude. <laughs> he cannot explain the Pickle Man to the listeners of this podcast. The Pickle Man. <laughs> Y'all. Oh my God. Holy shit. Wait. Imagine trying to explain the okay, Pickle I'm Man gonna, to somebody. I'm gonna, hold on. Pickle Man Philadelphia. Because I want to make sure that if you Google Pickle Man Philadelphia, his image will come up. With his Rod Stewart ass wig? Yeah. Let's see. The Pickle Man. Okay. You're looking him up. I'm looking him up. I just want to see that the image of him comes up. Oh no! It's like he's been wiped from history. Amazing. Oh, no. Okay. Wait. Hold on. Pickle Man. I think he died. I don't think he did. I don't. I think he's got cockroach energy. Okay, you, he's the first thing that comes up. Okay, when you go on the internet, I need you all to Google Pickle Man Philadelphia. That's how I put it in. And you will see the images of him. He comes up in the top three. He is a man who wears a Rod Stewart wig. And he used to sell pickles in Philadelphia. He'd sell them to all the restaurants. Uh, it was Zeta's Pickles. Homemade they were pickles. They fucking delicious. They were homemade pickles. They were so good. They were the best. And so he would ride his bicycle to many different restaurants around Philly. And in the back of his bike, he had all of his pickles that he made. The v- Alex is dying laughing. The very funny thing about his bicycle, and I don't know if there's images online of it, is that he uh, removed the seat of the bicycle and put a toilet there. So this man in a Rod Stewart wig with a backpack of pickles would show up at our restaurant once a month and sell the restaurant pickles for like the hamburgers and stuff but also all the staff would end up buying them too he also used to do stand-up comedy and he would often do stand-up at open mics i was at and it was some of the worst stand-up you ever had but when you google him when you type in pickle man philadelphia the first result is pickle man hospitalized after stabbing from 2015 (laughs) because someone stabbed him in the neck because cocaine right yeah. it was like a cocaine fight yeah because the pickle man notoriously did so much cocaine Allegedly. <laughs> don't laugh so hard that you get hurt 
Oh. You've been having this thing where you laugh so hard now and that it like hurts the, it hurts stomach. the baby. It doesn't hurt the baby, it hurts but it hurts me. you. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> but you always grab your stomach. So yeah, the pickle man. No, but so imagine okay. that, like that's the thing is that's the energy I'm bringing. Yeah. To Bert, but Bert to me is yeah. a combination of the pickle man mm-hmm. and an old hippie who's seen too much. Yep. So he comes out. He's like, oh, someone been stealing my honey, but you can get it. At st- uh, a steal of a price. <laughs> um, God, the pickle man. I've thought about him forever. I know, but okay. that's just that's just when I picture. No, no, that's it's it's a great image. Yeah. Of of Burt's bees. I I was picturing him as a little bit more friendly. I did I did watch interviews with him when I was doing this research. Yeah. And by research, I mean going down a weird rabbit hole. Yeah. Um, and he is like. Uh, he, well, now he's like a crotchety old man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's very funny. He doesn't have pickle man energy. Pickle man. No, no. Pickle man energy is his own thing. I just meant in yeah. general pickle the man vibes is of gonna somebody. Sell you a jar of pickles and then be like, you want to go to Atlantic City tonight? The, the, here's the thing: is there's the thing about buying food out of someone's trunk that has a level of outlaw weirdness to it. Yeah, I love it. There, so, like buying honey, mm-hmm. buying pickles from a man on a toilet. The fruit bike. guy. The fruit guy grow. You, you didn't grow up where I grew up. Yeah, growing up, there was a guy who would drive around in a truck every uh, Sunday afternoon. Well, there was there was in South Philly. Mm-hmm. There were places, and you get this in a lot of cities. All oh, the crabs people with the shopping carts full. Of well, crabs. there's the crab guys. Oh, Listen, when crab. I lived in that Cambodian neighbor neighborhood, <laughs> and there was a guy knock on my door, and he had a bucket of crabs. Yeah. Like, Do you want three? And I was like, Yes. No. I was You're like, Get idiot. out of here, You're a fool. I don't care. I didn't. I was like, I'm not. Number one, I'm not feeling crab right now. I wasn't in a crabby mood. Okay. And number two, I don't know where this just came from. You just show up and you got a bucket of crabs? Yeah. How did this even happen? Don't ask questions like and that. And the dudes, well, yeah. There was like probably five bucks. Listen, I don't know. The, it, was, it was wild. But um, I just, there's something crazy. about it. it feels similar, though, to people who buy like food online from people who do not have certifications okay, in that, how they yeah. serve food. Okay. Because that's a big thing that's happening online right now. There's like the pink lady sauce. Oh, the pink, pink sauce lady. The pink sauce. Ugh. Yeah, where it's like people were getting like food poisoning from it. Yeah. There's all these certain ways of like how you ship it and all those things where I'm like, eh, there's like, there are, there's a reason we have an FDA. Yeah. See, and I'm like, but then the pickle man shows up. I would never up. buy the pink sauce from the online lady. Yeah. But the man that used to ride his toilet seat bicycle. Yeah. <laughs> Pickles. I bought, pickles. I bought those Zadar's pickles every but, time. But what I'm saying though is that um, with him and Bert, there's a little bit of that. Is like, well, you know, it's he. He couldn't have driven that far. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, he's it, close enough that the cops can be called. No, no, but also he's close enough to the source that yeah. I feel like the source hasn't rotted on its way to me. Yeah, you know, versus some of these people go. They mean they want to go immediately from like local thing. Call people buy the pink sauce to something they're like, trying to ship to Alaska, and you're yeah. like, why are people doubling over dead? Well, well they, they don't have preservatives y- at their home. You also don't have a national logistics supply chain. Yeah. Which well, I'm sure we're going to zippity do that right to Burton having that. So selling gallons of honey on the side of the road like a normal person, not like a like a weirdo, like a normal guy just selling gallons of honey. Um, he Shafitz picks up a hitchhiker one day. And I'm thinking he picked up way more than one hitchhiker in his lifetime. But he picks up this hitchhiker. Her name's Roxanne Quimby. She's a single mother of two boys. This is in 1984. He picks her up. Um, they fall in love. Okay. So he falls in love with this hitchhiker lady. I don't like any of this. I'm just like, I'm very uncomfortable that there's this old grizzled man. He's who's not like, that old now. It, he is now. In 84? Yeah, he's kind of old. He's going to be on the older side, right? Because you said he was he was in the war in the 50s. 
He was. It's he graduated 30, high school in fifty four. It's thirty years later. So yeah, okay. So he's forty eight. He picks up a lady. He's, Roxanne. Teenagers keep stealing my bees. Get <laughs> my get in my truck. He you can meets, be my new queen, he, Roxanne. He meets Roxanne, and they become romantic partners. Bosom buddies. Which again, I cannot co-sign. You sh- number one, don't hitchhike. Number two, don't pick up pick up a hitchhiker. And number three, you do not fall in love with the hitchhiker you picked up. All right, I'm gonna push back on every point you just made. <laughs> uh, okay, number go one, we gotta bring back hitchhiking. Yeah, I think um, I think the fact that everybody believes they need to own their own vehicle is what's destroying America. Okay, number two. Uh, we should be picking up more hitchhikers. How are you going to have fun stories if you're driving alone? Mm-hmm. How are you going to use the HOV lane? It's high occupancy vehicles. Okay. Get two hitchhikers. There you go. Put them in the back seat. Free show as you're driving. Perfect. Okay. Number three, fall in love with the hitchhikers. Okay. Yes. Immediately. First thing they do when they sit down in the car, lock the doors, tell them you love them. <laughs> That way they feel safe. That definitely feels safe. Yeah. That's what happened to the Tiger King gal. Remember? What? The, the lady from Tiger King, she said she was hitchhiking on the side of the road. Oh, and then she met the, yeah, the um, the lady who Tiger King accuses of killing her own husband. That Yeah, but that, he, they found him. He's alive. Yeah. He's, he he's, was just smearing her name. Yeah. Um, but How yeah. do we not remember her name? It was Claire, Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin. Okay, so they fall in love and they become romantic partners. And Please call them bosom buddies. Bosom buddies. No, with Z's. You got to add the Z's. Bosom buddies. Um, <laughs> Don't roll your eyes as you say. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to roll I hope they heard how hard you rolled your eyes. And in the early days of the relationship, they fall deeply, deeply in love. Yeah. They're, he, in uh, different interviews, talks about like he was super madly in love with her. Um, and she's like, I'm living with a man who lives in a turkey coop. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no running water. So My kids love it. Yeah, her twins love it. Um, so then, but like, okay, so they were in love. But I want to give you a little flash to the future, which is that he had a quote where he said when they were, became business partners, because that's going to mold a little, they're going to become business partners. And he said he did love her, but quote, she was man hungry and she and I, I fed the hunger. Thing. What does that mean? I don't, listen. What does that even mean? I don't know, but that was his main quote about the relationship. Wait, does that mean he was giving her the? Mm-hmm. He she got the full stinger from Bert's bees. Oh no! So he's like, I'm gonna give you the wax and the honey. Here's the thing: Bert was big in the honey. Bert selling yeah, honey. No shit. He big in the honey. No shit. So I think what happens is based on like the information, Bert starts encouraging Roxanne to use the leftover beeswax okay and like i feel like a hobby sort of way so he gives her these books uh like farmer's almanac books that he has that have recipes for lip balm and candles and all this stuff on like how to use leftover beeswax Mm -hmm. and so roxanne starts doing that she's like she starts making candles she starts making lip uh lip balm all this stuff from the farmer's almanac recipes and when they go into town and they're selling the honey, she starts selling the candle she's making. Okay. Because again, they are hippies. They are yeah, living yeah, off yeah. the land. They're just like using their bee sources and then using that as income. Yeah. Um, what happens is the lip balm specifically uh, becomes their hero product. Everybody's talking about it. What do you mean the hero product? It's what everybody in Maine knew them for. Okay. Nobody cared about the honey anymore. Nobody cared about the candles. It was like, yo, have you heard about this lip balm? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the best lip balm. 
Okay. And so word spread. People started coming from all around to buy the Burt's Bees lip balm. And I don't know if I know what it is, but it's like, it's just a minty lip balm made with beeswax. No, no, I mean, I know, I know what it is. There's also like multiple ways it's being sold. Yeah. I would like to take a brief aside right here. Okay, go ahead. And just let everybody know that for me, I'm from a chapstick family. Okay. You're from a Burt's Bees family. Uh-huh. You guys love the Burt's Bees. You guys use all the, My family, solely chapstick brand chapstick. Mm-mm. It was the only thing... And we only had two choices. Okay. You had the black, which was the classic chapstick, yeah, uh-huh. and Gross. then the blue, which was medicated. You didn't when even you didn't... get the cherry one. Once no, we never got the cherry one. Oh my god! The cherry one—that's for children. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. It's cherry flavored chapstick. Oh my we god. had the plain, which is just petroleum jelly in a tube. Oh god! And then you had the medicated from when you forgot to put on the chapstick during really cold days. Yeah. And now you don't really need to use any of them because global warming has ruined the conditions where you don't get chap lips in Pennsylvania anymore. <laughs> Um, okay, so, yes, we didn't use chapstick in my household. No. We used many other types of balms. You guys used all sorts of different stuff, but I feel like, I feel like especially by the late 90s, you guys were probably, especially knowing, like, your aunts and your family. Yeah. You guys were probably 100% on the Burt's Bees train. Yeah. I also knew, like, by the late 90s, you could kind of tell out here in the suburbs of, like, who was bougier. Yeah. Because, like, they be, all they had was Burt's Bees. Mm. And then, because it used to be, but well, they had, what, the can first. It was first. a tin. A little it was tin. A tin. And a then eventually tin. they finally came out with a roller. Yeah. The and tin. they were, like, $3 versus, like, chapstick was, like, one dollar mm-hmm. so it was always like whatever but then you'd try it and you're like oh, i don't get it it's better yeah you'd feel a little zen yeah. but also i think ugh, i've had chapstick before and i don't it actually dries out my lips so i don't use it oh okay anyway i sound like a snob now um now wow <laughs> so they um they fully become a business at this point their their romance is becoming business partners and they began selling a lot of product they're really growing very quickly. Rapidly, some would and, say. Rapidly. And um, Roxanne is like, listen, I think we need to make you, Bert, the face of the brand. And he's like, yeah, whatever. Again, he, in this point in time, it seems like he's just there for the ride. It feels like, like he doesn't care. He feels 60. He, yeah, he's just, he's making his honey. He's living in his turkey hut. And this lady that he's dating is like, we should put you on the branding. And he's like, yeah, whatever. So it's like every he's like every couple weeks I give her some pipe and then yeah. she shuts up. He Bert's bees. Bert's bees. So he agrees to become the face of the company. And she actually has she hires a professional to take a portrait of him and then they engraved it yeah and so the original image that is still on those on the stuff today isn't the original engraved image that was like a press stamp oh like a wood cutting yeah exactly it's like yeah, a yeah. wood cutting so like they had again hired other hippies yeah to do to this make is this all engraving. very hippie yeah yeah, yeah yeah um but they still currently use that same image today yeah and then the name Burt's Bees obviously comes from what he was writing on his beehives. Yeah. In 1991, they mm. incorporate the company. Okay. So they got together in 84. By 91, so this- Seven years. Seven years, this company has grown so much that they have to incorporate. And let me guess, she steals the company from him. So- <laughs> Am I right? It feels very she steals the company from um, him. Because I feel like Bert doesn't give a fuck. But, but he doesn't give a fuck. He just, I just want to have my bees. I, is it stealing if he doesn't give a fuck? That's the thing. I mean, like, I feel like, you know, the same way, uh, what's his guess? Bob, the painter. Bob Ross. Bob Ross. Like, his whole legacy was stolen by that couple. 
I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, maybe we'll do that in a future episode. Maybe, because I only know Bob Ross is the thing I could put on TV to take a nap. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, there's a whole thing. After he died, like his family actually doesn't get any money from any of the Bob Ross stuff. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like it's kind of similar in that, that way. Okay. So Bert, um, Bert is content with selling just enough honey and beeswax candles and lip balm to live the, the lifestyle he's accustomed to. Yeah. You know what I mean? He just wants to make enough. That alone he, in a turkey coop. He just with wants no to be alone power in power or running water. Yes. And his dogs and his, his bees. And that's all he wants. Yeah. Okay. He needs like fifty bucks a year. <laughs> he needs to cover he needs to cover property tax in Maine. Yeah. And then he's good. Yeah. If anything, making more money is causing Bert issues. <laughs> so he admits uh, he has admitted multiple times in different interviews that he never shared Roxanne's passion for business or business growth. He just doesn't care. He just likes giving her that stinger. Okay. So Bert and Roxanne grow, grow, grow further apart as Bert's bees becomes more and more successful. Because as this is happening, Roxanne is becoming more and more ambitious because she is pushing this company forward and it's becoming more and more successful. So, like, she's getting all that positive reinforcement. Yeah. And he could give a fuck. Yeah. And so she's becoming so invested 90s in this. 90s businesswoman with the big shoulder pads. Yeah. And the teased hair going into corporate standards. But I represent I need Bert. you to picture that, but Maine. Oh, you know? I hate that. It's, it's, it's that, but L.L. Bean. Like, it's, not, it's not that image. Ugh. It's different. Um, a lot of people don't know that I have an ex that was from Maine, so I have a weird <laughs> hatred of Maine. He really does. I really, and every summer, I'm like, oh my God, do you want to go to a bed and breakfast and go to Maine? And he's like, I don't want to go there. And I'm like, why? It's lovely. Yeah, no. The, I mean, the thing is, is I could say in Southern Maine. <laughs> I just can't go to Northern Maine. Oh my God. Anyway. The bars are closed at midnight. Well, you don't even go to bars. I know. It just bothers <laughs> me. I don't like having the choice taken. I don't like 2 a.m. being taken away from me. Um... So things come to a head in 1994. So this is three years later. Okay. When Roxanne decides that she wants to move the company's headquarters to Durham, North Carolina. That's far from Maine. Far from Maine. It also has different tax regulations, which is her reason. That's the reason. So it's funny because when I was looking up stuff about uh, the move, because I was like, you know, what's the the incentive for the move? And I thought it was taxes. And she, she in, in quotes was just like, it just was a place that was friendlier to business. And I was like, taxes, taxes yeah. got it. It's taxes. And it was probably also like minimum wage, like how mm-hmm. much the, uh, in North Carolina, especially the uh, standard of living's lower. Yeah. So, like the cost of standard of living is lower. Exactly. So like you can get a, a house cheaper, which means you don't have to pay the people as much. And then, hey, we're still selling in Maine. We're yeah. still, people in Maine are still buying it at Maine prices. Yeah. Uh, it also puts you closer, Durham, Raleigh, Durham, especially, puts you closer to some of the major both rail hubs mm-hmm. and also to a lot of the highways. Yeah. So again, you get more list, uh, logistical control to start moving things out more. Yeah. So a lot of companies it's are basically honestly a great business business move it's very very smart listen roxanne she she, she's she's doing research about business bert doesn't give a fuck bert could give a fuck i i guarantee you at this point bert is afraid of planes (laughs) that's what it feels like i mean um so yeah no you're right he is exactly he's terrified of uh he's not that he's terrified he just it's it's just so much i don't care like and she is so enthusiastic that it's crazy. Do you want to take a little break right now? Yeah, I think we should take a little break. Okay. And when we come back, okay. you're going to tell me a little bit more about- What happens in Durham, North Carolina? What happens in Durham, North Carolina should never be spoken of. <laughs> 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I like how I was like, we should make this. We we both were like, we got to try and make episodes shorter. And then it's pre- already on track for being a super long you episode. You know what? You don't tell me how to live, man. I'm not telling you how to live. I'm saying we had a conversation about how the episode should be shorter. Yeah. Because when we take a look at it, you know, like people stop listening at a certain point because life gets in the way. Hey, I'm listening on the way in and my commute's a little shorter now. It's so all these different things. Okay, anyway, we're in Durham, North Carolina. Durham, North Carolina. And a nightmare of a place. A nightmare of a place. And, okay, so the next informa- information I have is actually from Roxanne's son, um, who, like, I pulled some quotes from him. And Is this one of the twins? One of the twins. Okay. St. Clair. Their last names are St. Clair. Oh, I don't like them already. <laughs> you didn't tell me that it's Roxanne St. Clair. No, it's Roxanne Quimby. St. Clair is their father. I don't like it. Who wasn't Bert? I don't like Saint really... Clair. No, no, Saint Clair. Uh huh. Is Blair Saint Clair? No, no, no. Saint Clair feels very soap opera, evil coded. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. nobody. If you're watching a movie and someone shows up, like, what's your name? What's his name again? The last name is Saint Clair. What's his first? I name? don't know his first. You don't name. know his first. Name. Okay, mm-hmm. we're gonna go with Augustus. Augustus. My name's Augustus Saint Clair. You're like evil. Yeah, instantly oh. evil. Okay, so he says that he had heard from his mother that Bert was not happy working for a large company and that he volunteered to leave. Okay. Bert uh, agrees he was unhappy, but not the part about volunteering to leave. No, he's like, no, this sucks. Yeah, he's like, I hate this. I just want to be with my bees and my turkey coop. Um, so there, here's the thing: is it gets really muddly around this because. Could you imagine if you're just like a twin, and then one day your mom starts fucking a man in a turkey coop? Okay. Um, and then she gets super into bees, and now you're rich. So, the here's the thing: is a lot of this breakup I'm telling you about this 
what we now know is going to be a business breakup. Okay. Um, is incredibly controversial from their own saying. They say it was a controversial breakup, but they do not release much, if any, information about it, except for that they say he volunteered to leave. Mm -hmm. He says he didn't volunteer to leave. And then um, there is an issue with um, Roxanne discovers that Bert is carrying on an affair with one of their younger female employees. Oh. And Roxanne... And see, see, this is the thing. Roxanne was quoted as saying she felt it threatened the business. And again, this this woman is just business. Yeah. Because she's not... I don't think she's mad that Bert's sleeping with somebody else. No, no, no. But it this, doesn't seem like that. This is this is a Try Guys moment. Yeah. <laughs> this is that bad guy, that guy who sucked from Try Guys. Yeah. You can't be boning somebody at the business. Nope. So, um, you know, their relationship, business, and, and as, you know, people that were in a relationship took a very bad turnaround this time. Yeah. Because Bert is accused of sexual harassment yeah. at this point. And the thing is, is it's, again, hard to tell because it's so, like, they don't say, they didn't publish anything about this, is I couldn't tell if Roxanne said Bert did sexual harassment because the employee or if the employee said it. And either way, somebody said sexual harassment from Bert. Yeah. According to reports, and he's forced out of the company. Okay. Because of this. Um, they it, stole his bees. They <laughs> He's given it finally the, happened. His he, bees have been officially stolen. He's given a payout of $130,000. That's it? 50 acres of land and property in Maine. For Burt's bees? Mm-hmm. He only got $130,000? Yep. Cash. Cash. And some some more... More land up by his turkey hut. They bought him more land. They up bought there. him some more acres. They took his bees. Uh-huh. Gave him 130... What year is this? 94. Right, I think in nineteen ninety four, you got one hundred thirty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Um, Bert claims that Roxanne was upset that to learn that he had been sleeping with other women, and that she had given him an ultimatum in response, and that he needed to sign a contract signing over his shares of the company, or else she would take him to court for sexual harassment. So. Um, I completely understand Bert not understanding that sleeping with someone in the company is wrong. Yeah. Because he's a 1950s man. Yeah. Someone um, that's uh, not blow you in the company. Like someone yeah, that yeah. you're... No, no, I understand. Yeah. I, I know what you mean. Yeah. I know what you mean. Someone you can have power over. Exactly. He is He is the founder. Uh-huh. He's, the face. His image is on the... He's the literally the face bomb. that runs the place. Yeah. Right? Like that's that's how this goes. She's a subordinate. Mm, whoever whoever what, he sleeps with in the company... That's the word I was looking for. Is a subordinate. Yeah. Okay? Except and for Roxanne. Except for Roxanne. That's the only other person where that would not be that relationship. Yeah. Um... I can totally see that being it. I can also see why a man like Bert would be like, she's just mad I was fucking somebody else. Yeah. And not being like, Bert, you fucking idiot. And Roxanne's we're also, like, I'm trying to get closer to the train lines. 1994 is also around a pivotal time in American business with sexual harassment actually becoming a thing. Yeah. Where people understanding like, no, this is a legal risk. Yeah. You're putting the entire company at risk. You fucking old crazy man who lives in a turkey coop. I still think $130,000 is... That's like when you find out like the lady who designed the Nike swoosh got like 25 bucks in like a vacation day. You know what I mean? Like it's (laughs) one of those... Like the company is Burt's Bees. And like 
I don't know. I just I feel I feel a certain way about it. I still well, don't worry about it. Why? Because Bert's... Reg- regardless of what happened, yeah, Bert to this day remains bitter. Of course, he, he says does. Roxanne Quimby wanted money and power, and I was just a pillar on her way to success. Damn, damn, damn Bert. Bert, damn Bert, damn Bert. So five years later, nineteen ninety nine, nineteen ninety nine. Uh, Roxanne, sole owner at this point. Um, well, yeah. So she is the majority holder at this point. Five years later, Bert's out. Bert's back in Maine, right? Back in his turkey hut, more yep. land than ever, whittling. having a time of his life. Just whittling. Um, she sells Bert's bees to an AEA investors for one hundred and seventy-three million dollars, <clears throat> and then it gets sold to the Clorox Corporation for. Nine hundred and twenty-five million dollars in two thousand and seven. Now she remained the CEO until the Clorox part. So yeah, the first original original sale, she only gave up some percentage, but she remained the leader. Yeah, and then in two thousand seven, they resold this time to Clorox. So Burt's Bees is Clorox. Yeah, it's now it's owned by Clorox. No, no, it just it Burt's Bees is Clorox. <laughs> yeah, okay. I just want people to remember that. Yeah, it's not some hippie dip because it's no. still like even in two thousand seven. Yeah, and even like I remember like a right around the time when you and I first started dating and stuff like that mm-hmm. and like meeting. I remember it still being sold as all natural and this is and this yeah. isn't like all the other ones. All the chapstick is corporate. Burt's Bees. Yeah, is Clorox. Yep. Okay. And that, that's how I ended up down this hole, actually. Yeah. It's because I was looking at the different creams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like, well, this one's natural. And this one's this. And then I was, well, because then I looked at the ingredients and I was like, it doesn't even really have beeswax in it. Yeah. It was mostly like coconut oil. Burt's Bees is just a label now. And so, yeah. And then I was like reading the ingredients and I was like, I really wanted something with lanolin I'm- in it. And then it, d- it turned out it didn't have lanolin in it. And I was like, this is so weird. And that's, and I ended up... S- getting into the ingredients which is how i ended up down this hole to begin with gotcha see that's the reason why i felt so weird like when you're like yeah he got one hundred and thirty thousand dollars because i'm like i know that there's like there's going to be a lot of money exchanged Uh and she cashed him out early when he probably didn't see in his mind he doesn't see the millions of it but also again as you were saying he doesn't have a want for this money doesn't give a shit it's just so weird so it was reported by the Associated Press that after that sale to Clorox, Roxanne Quimby made more than $300 million in that deal. Woo! That was just her pull. This is why you don't pick up hitchhikers, y'all. <laughs> you said we were picking them up. No, now that you I know. You said we were locking now the doors and them we love them. Now that I know <laughs> that you can lose $150 million, because if it was halfsies, uh-huh. it'd be $150 million. Yeah. So... um. After Burt's Bees was sold to Clorox for the $970 million, most people, right, like most business partners might go to court, right? Like if it was me and you, we'd go to court and be like, the fuck, give me some of that Clorox money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But Burt didn't actually take her to court. He, She made him an offer and he just took it. So he accepted $4 million. She was like, listen, I know you, you have the opportunity to sue me about this. Yeah. She knew she was open and liable. And instead of like even letting him file, she was like, what if I give you $4 million? And Bert's like, yeah, sure. So he does make $4 million okay. out of the clor- So we're picking up hitchhikers again? You know, pick up hitchhikers. 
Pick up hitchhikers. Lock the doors. No, pick up hitchhikers. Lock the doors. <laughs> tell them you love them. Give them whatever they want. So he gets the four million dollars, and he he just stays up in his turkey hut. Yeah, that's <laughs> He's not okay. doing anything with it. Listen, hey, uh-huh. you know what? I take back everything I said about the St. Clairs. <laughs> no, Good I people. think I think no, that's decent. That's fine. Yeah, because he didn't do like he. His face was on some stuff, mm. and he collected the initial bees. Yeah, he didn't do much. It feels like a crazy bag drop. Yeah, to be out a hundred and thirty million. And by this point, when she gives him the four million, he's got to be old as fuck. Yeah. So it's like it's not like he's gonna be able to spend it. Yeah. Like I always joke, and that, also like basically and he also everything want I read, basically everything I read, like Roxanne Quimby did the work. Yeah. Like this isn't this isn't they're working equally, and then like. It's, it's, oh, we need to split it 50-50. Like, Roxanne put in 80% of this work. Mm-hmm. Maybe 90. <laughs> yeah. Like, so I don't even, like, I'm like, yeah, I guess she deserves her 30 mil. Whatever. 300. So, 300 mil. 300 mil is, it's a ridiculous It's an amount incredible of amount of money. Yeah. So, um... Quimby was quoted as saying everyone associated with the company was treated fairly and in some cases very generously upon the sale of the company and my departure as CEO. And that, of course, includes Bert. So every, she it is, she stated that she took care of everybody that was associated as she stepped down as CEO. Um, Bert was quoted as saying like he was more hurt about losing his re- relationship with Quimby than losing out in the company. Um, but he is actually still... Well, okay, not anymore. But for a long time, even then... Okay, even like now in this period of time we're talking about in 2007, he is still the spokesperson. Yeah. Okay? He's living up in Vermont. Or not Vermont, Maine. He's living in Maine. He's not doing anything. He doesn't care. But he's still the spokesperson. And he goes out and like does like brand promotional trips. Yeah, yeah, and um, it's very funny because they, the Clorox company starts paying him to go do prom- promotional things. Yeah, I would. Yeah, and the thing is, is that they had um, a really difficult time getting in touch with him because the Clorox brand spokesperson was quoted as saying, it's incredibly difficult to get in touch with Bert Shavitz for business purposes as he does not have a computer or phone. He goes to his neighbors. Um, and they do the interception. So they have to call his neighbor, the closest neighbor, which is like, you know, 10 miles away yeah. and leave a message. And whenever Bert makes it over to see them that week, they'll get the message from Clorox. <laughs> I love that. He just like, I imagine, like, no, I imagine spending $975 million <laughs> and needing to call a crazy old man in a turkey coop. Uh-huh. And the thing is, is he's, he is very, he was, I, know, I think he's since passed, right? Yeah. Yeah. He was very important because again, like I said, I didn't, I know at some point, I knew at some point that it, that, that there definitely been a brand transfer, yeah. transplant, but our transfer, but I didn't realize it then, but like it was very important, much like shock top is to Bud Light. Like you need to have this other brand mm-hmm. so you can still sell to the people that hate your main brand. Yeah. You always need to have that secondary one that's around. So when you start to lose the market share over here, you can still hold on to some of it. Yeah. And you still have an area where you can show growth to your investors. Be like, we bought the Burt's Bees brand. We, bought the, we did Burt's Bees. Yeah. And now Burt's Bees is expanded. And we Now it's not just lip balm. It's 75 different fucking products. And Wait, blah, blah, blah. can I tell you? I was looking at their products because I went to their page. Yeah. They started making um, protein shakes. 
Burt's Bees protein shakes? Yeah. They have like protein shakes now. Is it wax and honey or No. They're they're so away from beeswax. There is it's so crazy. There's not even there's a whole cosmetics line, like makeup. There's all kinds of like body washes, shampoos, all stuff, but then protein powder. I was like, that's really weird. See, but that's the thing is with the marketing is like you need to if you have his face on it, it's yeah. just like KFC. You have the colonel's face on it. You mm-hmm. have Bert's face on it. People have a certain belief of like, as long as these guys exist, Dave Thomas from Wendy's. Yeah. As long as this living person is there. Yeah. They somehow have the superhuman ability to pull the reins of this company to not be evil. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like in some cases, when you have a specific personality that's tied to a company, it can go the opposite way. Like Elon and Twitter. (laughs) Like now you look at it and you're like, both have... Both have perverted each other. Yeah. But like Burt's, when you're like, oh no, it's Burt's Beats. This is just an old hippie who sells bees. He, you know, he sells honey out of the back of his truck in Maine. No way that he could be part of a multi-billion dollar international mega corporation that is slowly poisoning people in the Katanga River Valley. No. You know? It's just a nice minty lip balm. Oh, wait. Allegedly. Um, so, listen, after all this happens at this point, even though he's the face of the company, he doesn't talk. He really never speaks to Roseanne again. Okay. Roxanne again, sorry. Yeah. Roxanne. Um, and his whole thing at this point is he'll go out once in a while when they pay him. But for the most, for the mostly for the rest of his life, he just lives um, on the countryside, unbothered, doesn't give a shit about anything. He was quoted as saying, as long as I can put clothes on and get out the door in the morning, I'll be just fine. That, yeah. that was his whole thing. That sounds about right. Um, and in July 2015, uh, Bert Shavitz passes away at the age of 80. Okay. Um, Took him a week to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> neighbor had to hike over, yeah, well, knock on the door. Bert, where you been? Hey, my kid just got a new dog with a bandana on it. You want to see? Oh. So in his will, he left a 1961 BMW motorcycle with a sidecar to a local man. Okay. I'm assuming it's the neighbor. It I must feel like it must have been the neighbor. Yeah. Um, now, he, Trevor Folsom, we haven't brought this guy up, but Trevor okay. Folsom is his personal assistant during this time. I think when they were really in the business, business part of stuff, Mr. Folsom was really involved. And then as he moved back up to Maine, Trevor Folsom becomes like, an intermediary like he's working as a personal assistant but like not you know yeah it's kind of like you call trevor trevor then calls the neighbor yeah. the neighbor then leaves a message blah blah blah, blah trevor blah, blah. brings over the new samples of the new lotion and i don't even think br- it's probably i probably I don't, don't even think know. it's that far i think it's every now and then trevor shows up be like you know you just she's offering you four mil <laughs> for what i don't know every now and then you have to go to las vegas to hang out at a product convention japan japan huge in japan Bert is? Bert, huge in Japan. Fuck this dude. I want to be big in Japan. Um, So he leaves in his will to his former personal assistant, Trevor Folsom, the remaining in assets, all the land, all the money. He leaves it all to his assistant, Trevor Folsom. Um, and he also has a trust of $35,000 trust put in, uh, created for his dog, Pasha, which is a golden retriever um, because as part of the will, Trevor is going to take care of the dog. So the $35,000 is the trust for Trevor to take care of his dog. Okay. So Trevor basically gets everything. He has to take care of that goddamn dog. So he gets a couple million bucks and has to take care of a dog. Yeah. 
Tough life. D- horrible out here. Okay. Um, now, that turkey coop, okay? Yeah. The, which Trevor technically will own at this point. Trevor sold the turkey coop to the Clorox company. Yeah. And they moved the turkey coop to North Carolina. So when you go to the ah! North Carolina site, <laughs> if you go, because vi- you can go visit the Burst Beast factory, yeah. they have his original turkey coop in North Carolina and you can go inside and look at that it. That is so fucked up. Yeah. They not only did she steal his bees, yeah. she stole his home, <laughs> ripped it from his ancestral mainland. And took it to North Carolina, <laughs> the one place he could not he follow like, her. He hated it. He hated it there. Imagine being in a Durham, North Carolina fucking office park and looking over as the Clorox company is driving the Bird's Beeswax fucking turkey coop <laughs> into fucking into Research Triangle. Perfect. Perfect. Jesus Christ. I love it. So that's really the end of the Burt story. Yeah. I did get just a little pinch of information um, about Roxanne because I was I was very interested in Roxanne actually. Yeah. Because an incredible businesswoman, honestly. Yeah. From starting out as a single mom of twins, who uh, was like going through a bad relationship time, and that's how she ends up meeting Burt. She's hitchhiking. Yeah. In Maine, and then now she is, you know. A billionaire running this crazy company. Yeah. Incredible. So um, after she sold to Clorox, right, with her fortune, she purchased 120,000 acres of forest in Maine. Right? That's a lot of fucking acres. Yeah. (laughs) She bought a lot of fucking forest. Um, she played, she made all of that area off limit to hunters and loggers and other users. Okay. So she buys it and she blocks it off and she's like, no, yeah, this yeah. is, she's preserving this area. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she has since arranged a donation of 70,000 acres of that land towards a new national park. So she cut it in about half, a little, little over half. Um, and she created a national park. And this national park will be managed by the state um, and allow such activities as hunting, snowmobiling, blah, 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 blah. So she originally just got this huge chunk of land and was like, I'm preserving it. You're not allowed to do anything here. Here's my question. Go ahead. This chunk of land, Uh did it surround the (laughs) birds? Like, could you imagine if he has this? He's like, I got my 50 acres and I fucking. And then surrounded all sides, she's still protecting him in some weird way. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm just going to buy these 120,000 acres. Just just happens to make like a donut around his yeah. land with like a little sliver road that he can drive in. Yeah. And then it's just like a, like, an, a, a, a easement. Yeah. So there's easement, an easement, there's easement, easement land that he can get through. It's like, this is where we're going to protect him. Yeah. And he's like, I can't even shoot my guns like I used to. Because, yeah. oh yeah, by the way, Bert loves guns. Oh, of course. <laughs> Why do you leave that part I out? totally forgot. But like he is like an avid, like he just likes to go out into his backyard and just shoot cans off of stuff. Well, I, having been not, been, not like, a, he doesn't like guns like America likes guns. No, no, no. He, he just, likes to go shoot cans. Of, he likes like, to, he likes to play with guns the way a guy who lived in the 1950s <laughs> and watched a lot of Cowboys and Indian style movies. Yeah, exactly. You go out back, you shoot some cans. It's yeah. what you do. Also, he doesn't have video games. Yeah. He lives in Maine. Mm-hmm. There's nothing else to do there. And I need to reiterate this. The bars close at midnight because the suicide <laughs> rate is so high in that fucking state. What are they all, Dennis? They have, it's, Maine has like the second highest suicide and alcoholism rates. Oh, wow. 
uh, in the United States. I think it's Maine. Uh, I think it's second. The, the, the highest is Alaska. Yeah. Okay. But again, it's because of isolation and darkness. Yeah. Because you're so much higher north than everything else. Yeah. That um, you end up with it just gets darker earlier. So especially in the winter time, and again, there's such tourism there. That during like the summer and stuff like that, like it feels alive. Mm. But when winter hits, like winter fucking hits. Yeah. The darkness. It slaps different. The darkness. Okay. So her plan of like. North of most of the population of Canada. The like this plan to change the or to give the 70,000 acres of land to the state was actually really controversial. And like Mm -hmm. people in Maine like were upset about it. I'm going to use this in quotes because when I was because then I'm like why are they upset she's giving you a national park you weirdos yeah um there was the people that were upset were uh politicians uh Maine Governor Paul LePage um racist by the way he's a huge racist yes I didn't know that but of course I looked him up yeah yeah huge racist and you know what I found out about him that was super crazy yeah other than he is a huge racist giant I, I can't stress how racist this super, man is super super racist yeah was he has vetoed more things because he became the governor he vetoed more things that came to his desk than any other governor in the history of Maine and any other state oh wow because basically when he got elected one of his things he said he was going to do when you know one of his campaign promises yeah was that because the house majority was democrat anything a democrat sent to them sent upwards he was going to veto yeah no matter what no matter what they were saying if a democrat endorsed it it he was vetoing it so like where average governor might veto in maine like a hundred things he vetoed 640 items in his term as governor yeah Everything that came up, no matter who it would help or hurt, he said, no, it's got a Dems name on it. Bye. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Well, that and that's part of like that Maine, because Susan Collins is from Maine. Wait, that was going to be my next thing. Oh, yeah. Maine senators Angus King and Susan Collins also came out against this idea of her giving them a national park. What? Susan Collins came out against a national park? Yeah. Well, Susan Collins is a bitch, so yeah. I can't stand Susan she Collins. She came out for Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah, she So did. she can suck a butthole. Yeah, she also was one of the ones who come around and be like, nah, you know, he, the Trump is more presidential now. And mm-hmm, you're like, is he? Mm-hmm. I feel like he'll rise to the occasion. That's weird how that worked out there, yeah. Sue. Um, Maine, Maine and New Hampshire both have this weird thing with their Republicans up there yeah. where their view of a good Republican is, uh, and actually just good governance in general is virtually no government, mm-hmm. uh, in the idea that they want deadlock. Yeah. They want a LePage style to come in and stop any Democrat from doing anything. And then if the Republicans get too big. They also want a Democrat who would then do the same petty shit mm-hmm. to all the Republicans because they don't want any it's not just so much ideology they don't want anything to ever change yeah it's the wildest fucking thing when you get up that way so the one town my ex was from they had a ban on any outside so they couldn't have a starbucks or a mcdonald's like all of those type of companies were banned. oh okay um but again they were all tourists like it was a tourist town and then all everyone did there was complain about tourists and i'm like if it wasn't for the tourists you would have no economy you not only would have no economy, like no one would live here. Yeah. Like there was no other purpose. They're like, it's not like there was like, this is where the lobsters come from. There's a lot of like logging or any of this shit. It was just a bunch of hippies who had been in this area for like 60 years who just bitched about any change. 
Mm-hmm. What's all they ever did was if anything changed. Oh, I guess we're doing. Oh, okay. I guess we need double lines down the roads instead of <laughs> single lines. Amazing. Wow. And I'm like, cool. Like, just then. Meanwhile, they're selling like thirty five dollar lobster rolls, mm. which is just lobster in a hot dog bun that's cooked wrong. Yep. Split top buns are wrong. <sighs> okay, he's gonna start on the split top buns now. Okay, so. Public opinion became positive about this after a series of listening sessions and meetings held by Roxanne um, demonstrated her intentions to provide economic opportunities and that they would build out a new national monument within the park. Uh, She ended up transferring 87,000 acres of her land to the U.S. Department of Interior on August 23rd, 2016, valued at $60 million, along with $20 million cash to fund operations. Wow. So she paid for all the the state um, park workers up front, basically. Yeah. Um, And then they built a national monument um, thing inside the park, too. So, like, if you go there, you can see. Is the national monument of Burt? It's not. No, it has nothing to do with Bert. This is Roxanne. No, I know that. But it would be funny if she no, does no. all this stuff and then they built a statue no, no. of Bert. Being um, like, I'm Bert. She's uh, currently a resident of Portland, Maine. She still lives there. Okay. Uh, she's a prominent uh, philanthropist and leads a number of charitable organizations in the area. Yeah. And in 2019, she joined the faculty of Unity College in Maine as an adjunct professor. Oh, good for and her. And she teaches like a business class. Yeah. Because she knows about business. She definitely do. And that's it. That's, That's the whole story about Burt's Bees. Honestly, great story. Thank you. You did a you did a really good you did a really good deep dive on on this topic. Burt and Roxanne. I was actually kind of shocked. Bye. Dude, just like in general, just like the way this this developed. But yeah, yeah Roxanne is uh, Roxanne Quimby. Yep, lady of uh, business. Amazing woman. Woman of business. I'll actually give her. I'll give her. You know what? For for. For the, the goals of business, she nailed all of them. She nailed it, dude. I don't know whether or not some of the later choices, obviously you never know when you get to that size of uh, capital, mm-hmm. of whether or not there's any ethics left. Once you sell to Clorox. Yeah, the the ethical- You sold beeswax <laughs> to big bleach. <laughs> like, once you do that, there's part of it. With, but I mean, like, that's also in the 90s and especially the 2000s. Actually, honestly, even today- Half of like, oh my God, I, I grew a business. The goal is to sell it to one of these megacorps. Yeah. And she did that. And then she turned around and she rolled out a state park that yeah. Susan Collins was against. Anybody who does something that Susan Collins is against. Yeah, I'm so for. I'm back on your side immediately. Immediately. Because I'm like, yo, fuck Susan Collins. Yeah, uh, that LePage guy though. And LePage, because I yeah. started reading his Wikipedia page and I was like, the fuck is going on? Did you read about on? what he said about crime? Yeah. Yeah, we blamed it on people coming. He said the reason they have illegitimate children he said was because black people were coming in from Boston. Oh my God. Which is like, dude, what? Jesus Christ. I'll never forget though, the one time, I went to Maine a couple times, mm-hmm. and the one time like I was driving back, it was like we hit the border. There was like a Sunoco on the border, and I remember going in to get a pack of smokes, and it was like realizing, I was like, this is like the first black guy I saw, and he was like just inside of New Hampshire. I'm like, what's mm-hmm. with this weird fucking thing? He's like, dude, I don't, I don't go over there. I was like, what? <laughs> but yeah, I... Um, yeah, I've only been to Maine once, and that was when I was living in Vermont, and it was like, we I just like, had to go there. I think friends of mine who like go to Maine every summer and stuff like that, I'm like, no. Nah. Like, there were like older friends who yeah. like, that was like their whole thing is they would get a bunch of cabins together and go to Maine. I was like, no. I also had friends who went to Assateague down in North Carolina. Yeah. And I was like, no. Mm. I don't like, don't make me travel that far for an annual trip. <laughs> I think if we do an annual trip, we'll do, obviously we go to the shore. Yeah, we go to the shore. Maybe we go to the mountains. Gotta go we to go to Poconos. The only place that I'm close. willing to commute or drive to for a long road trip is one place, and you know where that is. I know exactly where that is. 
Fucking Dollywood, baby. Fucking Dollywood all day. Because <laughs> you know what? I feel like Roxanne and Dolly are very similar. Um, I mean, maybe. They both, they both tried to build up basically a town around them. They did that, yep. You know what I mean? Like, create a park. Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. Wherever, Maine. <laughs> Shithole, Maine. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't know. People are always like, oh, look how natural and beautiful Maine is. Because nobody wants to live there. All right, we should end the episode. This has just become you talking shit on Maine because Listen, you're still I've... mad at your ex from 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah. I am. I don't let it go. Listen, my life's great now. We have a baby about to happen. Uh-huh. But still, I can't. Yo, fuck that bitch, though. Yo, that's why you're my ride or die right there, okay? <laughs> All right, right there. You're my ride or die. Yep, for sure. Because I remember one time, like, mentioning, I was like, oh, you know, ex. And you were like, I'll stab her. And I was like, yo. Allegedly. <laughs> yeah, allegedly. Yeah, I hit that I allegedly that. button. So anyway, y'all, thank you so much for listening. Thank y'all. Don't forget to Google the Pickle Man Philadelphia. <laughs> oh, my God. Don't open that. Somebody, there is definitely going to be a Patreon mm-hmm. in the next week or two. Yeah. That is going to be somebody who said that their name is going to be I Googled underscore <laughs> the pickle man underscore Philadelphia underscore tell underscore me underscore more. I'll tell you what. Atlantic City is a wild time with the pickle man. <laughs> <laughs>